Proverbs 14.7 Leave the presence of a fool, or you will not discern words of knowledge. Welcome to this week's episode of Melanin Medley. This week, we begin a brand new series called Moving Forward, where we explore the ups and downs that come with trying to move past something or move into something that God has specifically called for you. This week, we're starting off with just what does it mean to move forward? Stay tuned. Let us pray. Dear Father God, thank you for blessing us with this moment to be in fellowship with you. Father God, you know the plans that you have for us, the plan to prosper us, not to harm us. So help us to gain the wisdom and discernment to be able to understand what you want us to hear from this message. Father God, we remove all attacks or manipulations of the enemy so that we may be able to understand your word and be true to your word. So that we may have a clean heart, be a clean vessel unto the kingdom to hear exactly what you would like for us to hear. Father God, for we know that we're not in control of everything that's going on, but you are in ultimate control. So help us to be free and open to everything and anything that you have. And Father God, we pray that you may remove any and all distractions. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Okay, so... Originally, this was going to be a very, very long episode, but I feel like I wouldn't have done this episode justice if I tried to compile it all into one huge episode. So I decided to break it out into multiple episodes under the umbrella of the series called Moving Forward. So in this week's episode, we're just going to give a brief overview over what Moving Forward looks like. To give you some context surrounding this episode, I was on the phone with someone and I was basically talking to someone and they felt like there was so much they still wanted to know about me. In that conversation, we talked about the importance of walking with God and showing our fears about worshiping him. And I've also gone on a few other experiences with people and had to start distancing myself from people simply because I felt like God was moving me in a different direction than what I originally had planned. I learned a lot about myself and about what it means to be in a transition period in your Christian walk. And with moving forward, it requires a level of discipline that you can't possibly do on your own without Jesus, without your tribe, and without a little bit of faith in God and yourself. There's so much that comes with the transition period. Like you think you may have it together. You think you may be able to start that job, start that school year, start that relationship without God. But there are some things and some habits that God may need to cut off and may need to develop up out of you before you're ready to actually start that thing. So the whole point of this moving forward series is so that we can really grasp what it means to move forward and take on this journey. That isn't easy, but it's not impossible either. Because if there's one thing you're going to learn while listening to this podcast is like, we can't do anything without God and we can try, but we'll always feel malnourished and lukewarm. I don't want any of you all to have that. We all deserve to live life to the fullest. 
at least to the fullest capacity that God would have us to live this far in our journey. So that being said, I'm going to give you the anchor scripture for this entire series. Philippians 3 verses 13 through 15, where verse 13 reads, No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Let all who are spiritually mature agree on these things. If you disagree on some point, I believe God will make it plain to you, but we must hold on to the progress we have already made. With this scripture, I feel like it really encompasses all that it means to move past something or transition into a new stage in someone's life. A lot of things that may come up with moving forward or transitioning are like things that you may hear from your friends. So that may mean, oh, you're acting brand new or you're acting like a different person or you think you're too good for me now. You think you're better than everyone. Or it may mean someone saying, you're not qualified for that. You don't have the credentials. Are you sure that's something you want to do? Are you sure that's something that you should be doing? But you don't really hear a lot of questions of, what does God tell you to do? What is God calling you to do right now in this season? What do you need from me as a person, a part of your tribe or a part of your family or a part of your prayer circle to get you through this season? How can I pray for you? How can I be there for you? You may not be hearing that. And if you are, kudos to you. But there are a lot of brothers and sisters out there that don't have that tribe. And I feel like it's really important, especially in a transition period, to recognize who's in your tribe and who's not. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's just focus on what it means to move forward. So for all of those that are familiar with their Bible, and even those that aren't, There's a story in Exodus about the Israelites getting delivered from Pharaoh in Egypt by way of Moses being used by God. And I wanted to take that story to try to rope it into what exactly we're getting at with Philippians 3 verses 13 through 15. So crash course, there's a lot more going on from chapters 1 through 12. But I'm going to try to give you like a very, very condensed version of it. But if you have time, I truly encourage you all to go check out that entire scope of Exodus. In chapters 1 through 11, God recognizes that his people, the Israelites, have been enslaved for over 400 years. And in the midst of that, Moses, who was born of the Israelites, His mother gave him away during one of Pharaoh's reigns where he was killing off all of the male children so that nobody would try to overthrow him. And his mother ended up putting him on the river and Moses was sent to the palace like without his mother ever really knowing. So Moses was raised as an Egyptian. He was raised as Pharaoh's child. And in the midst of that time, his brother became incredibly jealous of Moses because of how much Pharaoh favored Moses over his firstborn. So then um, a time came a few years, uh, many years after, where Moses was overseeing some of the maltreatments that were occurring to his Israelites brothers and sisters. And he ended up killing one of the soldiers or one of the people So then Moses ran off into the wilderness so that he wouldn't be convicted of the crime. 
And in that wilderness, he finds love. But then he also has an encounter with God through the burning bush. And in that burning bush, God convicts him and tells him, it is your time to go deliver my people from Pharaoh. And Moses is like, we heard in a dream to pray, Lord, this can't be me. You, you can't be talking to me, Father God. Like, you must be talking to somebody else. And God's like, no, I'm not talking about nobody else. I'm talking about you. And of course, being an Israelite and being a child of God, we usually don't think God is talking to us, but he's talking to no one but us. So after a little bit of back and forth, Moses eventually goes back to Egypt or goes back to where his people are. He asks, who should I say sent me? And God tells him to say, I am sent you. That's a really big flex (laughs) in my eyes. Like, that's the biggest flex you could possibly do as God because nobody, he can't be compared to anything of this world because he created everything in the world. But we're not going to go there. (laughs) Um, So yeah, going back to the story. Moses goes back to Egypt and he... Tells his people that he basically he's going to set them free. And then he goes to Pharaoh and is like, let my people go. Y'all should see Prince of Egypt, little pub there. And Pharaoh's like, nah, fam. So then God sends all of these plagues to Pharaoh. And each time he's like, no, 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 no. Until eventually God sends the last plague, which says the death of the firstborn son. And before that plague was sent, God instructs Moses to put to tell the Israelites to put lamb's blood over all of their doorsteps or like in front of their houses. That allows God to bypass all of their houses when this happens. But Pharaoh being Pharaoh did not listen. And unfortunately, his son was stricken by this plague. It was after this plague that finally Pharaoh was like, go ahead, get out of here. I don't want to see y'all no more, blah, blah, blah. And that's where we pick up with Exodus 12. Once again, there's a lot that goes on between Exodus 1 and Exodus 11 that y'all definitely, definitely, definitely should go check out. But I just had to give you a little bit of background so y'all understood where I was going with this whole thing. In Exodus 12, 40 through 42, it says, The people of Israel had lived in Egypt for 430 years. In fact, It was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. On this night, the Lord kept his promise to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to him, and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to generation. Um, So here we're seeing, there's a token in here that I really want you all to recognize. And it's that God is calling the Israelites out of Egypt after a season of suffering, a long season of suffering under Pharaoh's reign. He emphasizes 430 years. I understand like 430 years can mean different things to different people. It could just mean like a superficial number that nobody really pays attention to. But in this case, I feel like it's one of those things where it's like such a long amount of time. I would say about four generations of children have been enslaved under Pharaoh's reign. Could you imagine what it would mean if in one season the Israelites were disobedient? And if y'all read the Old Testament, (laughs) if y'all read the Old Testament, the Israelites were wild and consistently they, they didn't flinch without being disobedient. Like, Israelites are wild in. If you continue to read the Old Testament, you'll see it for yourself. But think about it. 
One season of disobedience led to the expense of four generations of people. And not just one family lineage, but 430 years of several different generations and family lineages. That's insane. And to think that, yes, we could just overlook the years being 430 years, we got to remember that when we're trying to move forward and move into all that God has called us to be, we have to recognize that our obedience isn't just tied to what we feel like doing and what we have responsibilities to. It's tied to so many other people. And I had to keep that in mind whenever I thought about doing this podcast. It's just like, okay, yeah, I could do whatever I want. I really could be hanging out with my friends right now. But I was called to do this. And I don't want to leave 430 years worth of my family lineage and generations and generations lost and enslaved to the world enslaved to generational curses simply because I was being disobedient in just a moment. I don't want to do that to my people. And I know you all don't want to do that because that's not the kind of people we're called to be. So I think here, to live in Egypt, we think of it as living in a place where we are feeling enslaved to our former selves, to who we used to be, to who God has not called us to be. To be under the reign of something outside of who we truly are. And we're not enslaved to anything in this life. Because we are not called to be slaves. We are called to be free and free indeed. So with that being said, it's important to mark verse 41 where it says, In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. When God is calling you to a move forward season, we have to learn he's calling us to a new season and God is constantly moving on time. It's not on our time. It's not when we feel like it's on his time. It's on time. He's always on time. God is always on time. So when he says, you better move, you better move. So when he moves, you move just like that. There's no question. There's no doubt about it. Because in verse 42, it reminds us, let's connect them. In verse 41, it says, in fact, it was on the last day of the 430th year that all the Lord's forces left the land. On this night, the Lord kept his promise to bring his people out of the land of Egypt. So this night belongs to him and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to generation. So like I just said, when God tells us to move, we better move because he has already told us that all of his forces left the land. So whatever land that we're occupying and we see God or you'll learn later on in Exodus, this pillar of cloud that the Israelites are following. When God is moving and his resources are moving, you better get the heck out of Dodge because You never want to be in a place where you have to sustain it yourself because God is always a provider. Like he's constantly providing for his children. So you never want to be in a place where God is not there because if he's not there, you have no business being there because God provides for everything that we could possibly need or desire. You never want to be out of place or out of step with him because then you would have to sustain it yourself. And we are not all powerful or even wise enough to understand the big picture that he's called us to, or even have the strength and endurance to sustain something on our own. So when his resources move, 
We need to move. And if he's called you to a season where he's telling you to move forward, move past what you're doing, you better be ready to move. He can only bless those that are being obedient to him. Another thing to recognize, when you move, your tribe is moving too. Not everyone may be coming with you. That's why in verse 42, it says, So this night belongs to him, and it must be commemorated every year by all the Israelites from generation to generation. So he's not just saying you. You're moving. I'm just moving you. I'm moving you into this new house. I'm moving you into this new job. I'm moving you into this new relationship. Just you, only you, by yourself, boo. He's not saying that at all. He's saying when you move, everything around you, everybody near you is moving too. That may look like some people moving out of your life. That may look like some people moving into your life. But you have to recognize that this is impacting everyone and everything around you when you choose and make the choice to move forward with who God has called you to be in that season. That may mean... You need to recognize your haters, debaters, and your see you laters because not everyone is meant to be in the season that you're moving forward into. So if those people are hating on you, telling you aren't going to be anything because you were never anything, they don't have anything to do with where you're going at all. So you need to leave them there. If they're going to argue with you rather than pray with you about where God is calling you to be, And he's moving you into, they have no business being there. And for those that are like, wow, you acting brand new and you don't even want to be here and you trying to leave me, well, I'm going to leave you first. Bye, stranger. Like, I don't have time. God does not have time to be waiting on people. He equips you with the people that need to be around. He gives wisdom and understanding to those that are meant to be there. So if your tribe is getting revamped because he's moving you forward into something new, Boo, please don't be upset. Actually, be happy. Have a praise dance, rather. Because they have no business being there in the first place. And they definitely should not be there. Just be happy. Because you'll look back on that moment where your tribe is getting revamped and think, God, that was you. Because I know I didn't do anything to them. But now they're acting brand new. God, why? Why, God? But then you'll be like, you know what? Thank you, God. Because I couldn't see the bigger picture. And that's something that we always seem to forget. We try to see the bigger picture and things that are going on. But we got to learn to just trust God's plan. We have no choice. He's able to see into the minds of those that have ill will against us. And we can't do anything about it. We All we can do is trust him and do the last thing that he's told us to do. And in this series, it's all about focusing on. He's telling us to move forward. But how do we do that? By keeping our eyes on him, by recognizing is God supplying where I'm moving to, and then knowing that you are, this is kind of getting ahead of myself, but you are not in control of anything outside of what God has entrusted you with. You're not in control of how others treat you. You're not in control of how to supply your own situation. The only thing you're in control of is trusting God and stewarding over the last thing he told you to do. And that's the most important part of moving forward. Yeah, it's scary. 
yeah, you don't really know everything there is to know about it. And I felt like that was the biggest lesson for me, not knowing everything there is to know about it. But you know what? Who wants to be a know-it-all? Because God very well may see the highs and lows of that relationship. He very well may see those months where you're trying to pay all the bills and you got $2. You can't even get you a two for three from McDonald's. Like he sees that, but he also sees that two for three turning into $2.3 million. He sees that transition, but you can't see it in the moment. And if you have a million dollar mindset or a millionaire's mindset, yeah, you very well may be able to see like, yeah, I'm getting a two for three right now, but it doesn't matter. It may be your current situation. This may be your reality right now, but keep your eyes on God and he will continue to paint the picture for where he's moving you towards. So moving forward, looks like you can't pay attention to everything that's going on around you. This is just a little gem on your own. This is not even on the message that I was going towards, but just to keep it in mind. You can't always see everything that's going on around you. You got to keep your eyes on the prize because you got to get a little bit of tunnel vision to recognize that this path is uniquely paved to you, but it's so intertwined to your tribe and everyone around you that you can't and you have no choice but to stay on the path that God has called you to. Okay, so yeah, just recognizing that your tribe is moving too when you're moving forward. It may look like it's moving up. It may look like it's moving out. It does not matter. But your tribe is moving too when you're moving forward. So on my next point, God is also recognizing how we are called to a time where it looks like we really don't know what's going on. Okay, you're telling me to move, Father God, but what am I supposed to do? So I turn you to 2 Corinthians 5 through 17. I'm reading from the New King James Version. It reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So when we're moving forward and we're moving forward with Christ, like let's say you're a new believer in Christ. Praise God that you made the right decision. Pray that you know that you're not alone. You have your brothers and sisters in Christ that are constantly praying that you be equipped with everything that God wants for you and everything that God needs you to have because you're not alone. We're all out here rooting for you. So let's say you're new to this walk though. Everything that once was, forget about all of that. There was a scripture that God says like, everything that he's already done for you Forget about all of that. I'll pick up from Isaiah 43, verse 14 through 18. So here, there's a little bit of context here, but I'm just going to read the scriptures just to get my point across. It says, this is what the Lord says, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I'm reading in the NLT. It says, for your sakes, I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they are so proud of. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candlewick. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. So I bring your attention to Isaiah 43 verse 18 to recognize when God has called you to move forward, 
forgetting everything that you've ever done, forgetting everything that people have called you, forget all of that because it's nothing compared to where God is launching you into. A story that I can give you is a little bit of my journey with undergrad was trying to figure out what major I wanted to be in. I initially started off as wanting to be a business major, an international business major, and I wanted to have a minor in Spanish as well. But somewhere during like December going into January of my freshman year, I thought I could be a doctor, a neurosurgeon to be exact. And I figured I was going to be a business pre-med, get all of my business classes out the way, get all of my science classes out the way, and I'm going to be straight. So then my sophomore summer, the summer going into my sophomore year, I took a few classes at another university where I just transferred a few of my credits. And I took econ and I took the first general chemistry. And I did really well. But then going into my general chemistry, but then going into my sophomore year, I took the second level of general chemistry and it was so difficult. The professor did not like me. I struggled every bit of the way and I just could not get that class together. Into my spring semester, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna take OCHEM and I'm not even gonna get the same lady. Registration came around and I couldn't even register for anyone but this lady's class. And I was like, dang, well, it's fine because I'm figuring it out. Like I got it, like it's gonna be fine. I completely did so terribly on this that I was just like, Lord, I don't even think I'm supposed to do this anymore. Like, I know I'm not this dumb. There was a lot of other stuff going on around that time, but I did terribly in that class. And I just figured like, Lord, this isn't something that you're calling me to. Like, why am I doing so terribly? Like, I'm not dumb. So then I took the same organic chemistry course again, but over the summer at the other university and I aced it with flying colors. And I was just like, man, I'm capable of doing well in this class. Like, I don't need, I don't need this lady to try to tell me what I can and cannot do. Like, I'm not about to do this. So then I came in the following semester, like, okay, I'm capable of doing the coursework for being a doctor, but I don't want to be a doctor anymore. So I'm going to just focus on doing my business classes, focus on doing my business classes But for the life of me, I just could not understand the content that was going on. Like I did what I could, but it just was not resonating with me. It just was not resonating with me. So then a lot of other stuff was going on. And going into my junior year, spring semester, I was like finally starting to turn my life to focus on who God has called me to be and what God wanted me to do. And I was just like, God... I had all these plans going into college, but for the first time, and it should have been the third time, but for the very first time, it took my junior year of college for me to be like, God, I don't want anything that you don't want for me. And I don't want to be on a road that you're not in. So it's going to take me repenting or turning. Like if repentance is not like, oh, I'm going to do all this crazy stuff like that's weird but repentance is simply turning to God and being like I did all of this wrong could you help me out please because I don't know what I'm doing and right then and there my junior semester I applied to the business school again but then ironically on a path that I never knew anything about I applied for public relations and when I tell you that was like one of the most nourishing moments of my life I still didn't get into the business school But one of the most nourishing moments of my life, I was like, okay, 
you're calling me to public relations, but I have no idea what to do with PR. And at this time, like I was still keeping up with my minor in Spanish. I was still keeping up with that coursework, but I had no idea what to do with a major or a degree in public relations. So I was like, Father God, I don't know what you want me to do with this. This was my moving forward journey. And that doesn't necessarily mean that journey's over. Like I'm still wrapping up things in school right now, but God is calling me to move forward my spring semester, my junior year. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're going this way. This is where I wanted you to go in the first place. How'd you listen? I'm like, LOL, you're right. <laughs> so I finally bogged down and I finally did what I was supposed to do. And I'm currently trying to finish out that degree program. But it was the first summer where I actually got to enjoy myself. And another mini story, like my parents asked me if I could do the MC work for their vow renewal. And I'd never done public speaking like that before. And at the end of the event, people were like, oh my gosh, she's so good. Like she should be a speaker, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, do y'all understand how goofy I am? Like on a normal day, I'm very goofy. And they were like, no, like you were amazing. Like you kept the crowd going, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay. So it was just like, it was within that arsenal of doing what God has called me to do that I was really able to tap into something that I never thought I needed or never thought I had the ability to tap into. So I say all this to say that when you turn to God and you ask him in the season where he's telling you to move in a different direction, a direction you never thought about doing, he's creating a new slate for you. And every single step in this journey, when people are asking you about your past, it's just a testimony to how far God has brought you. God doesn't see you as that person who couldn't decide what major they wanted to be. They don't see you as that person who couldn't figure out what they wanted out of relationships. So they jumped from relationship to relationship. They, he doesn't see you as that person who couldn't figure out where they wanted to live. So they moved from city to city, from building to building. Like he doesn't see any of that. In a new creation, he calls us new creation. Because the old things have passed away. They don't measure up to where he's calling us to be or what he's calling us to do. They're brand new. So don't ever feel like even when you're moving forward and moving into this new season, like God's going to define you by everything that you've been doing. Like I have no experience in doing this. I have no experience in public relations, but God has equipped me with every single thing I needed along this journey. And I know that God I serve will equip you with everything you need on this journey. Don't ever doubt that. So that being said, he has you on this blank page, right? Like it's a, a brand new journey, a brand new slate moving forward. And you don't have to have it all figured out. And many try to give this impression that they have it all together. They have all the credentials, the degrees, the minor certificates, network, friends, connections, money, and knowledge, like all of that. But they still don't know God. And when you turn your journey to God, especially if he's calling you to a new season, Paul reminds us that, we don't have to have all the answers. And even as a believer who's been following God all their life, it's okay not to know because God intentionally crafted us this way. Remember in Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So on this journey of moving forward, he's going to tell you the route to go. He's going to tell you what people to leave behind. He's going to tell you what tools you need to pick up. He's going to tell you what you need to lean into and what you need to lean out of. He's going to give you everything you need on this new journey. Don't be afraid. Don't try to figure it out on your own because God didn't craft us that way. He crafted us so that 
when we do get weary, when we do get scared, and when we do get confused, we can lean on to him. And we can trust him on where we're supposed to go. And trust me, when we're trying to move past things and make life decisions and make major changes, we try to have it all figured out and mapped up, but we don't have to. And we won't have it all figured out. We can only write down the things that God has given us and placed on our hearts and our minds and believe in that and believe in him. I know when we're moving forward, it's really difficult to let someone go. It's really difficult to let that dream die, that business plan die, especially when you've built a long history with them. You've invested a lot of time into it. It's difficult, but the key word is you. Imagine how much time God has invested in you to get this journey or this work done. He's invested a lot of time. He invested a lot of time where we weren't paying attention to anything that he had to say and did our own plan. (laughs) Me. For four years straight. I could have been out of here in two. But nowhere in that plan, nowhere in my whole college journey did I turn to God and be like, yeah, Father God, what you want me to study? You know why? Because I was so focused on me trying to do all the work, me trying to make all the connections, me trying to meet all the right people. But it left me looking goofy. So you got to ask yourself when you're moving forward or you're moving into this new journey, where is God in your plan? Are you trying to be your own maker, your own provider? Is Is that the goal for you? It's not for me to be accusatory. It's just for me to give you accountability to what you're doing. Don't waste your time. God is over and in control of time, but please don't waste it. He's not going to leave you if you're disobedient in this season, but please don't be mistaken in thinking that if you're not obedient in this season, you won't regret it moving forward. Granted, again, all that you've done thus far can die right in this very moment. All that you've worked towards and you've made the accommodations for could be gone right now. So the whole point of this journey is just to build a relationship with God, but never get confused that it's all about you and trying to get this work done. We learned in the other verses that You're so interconnected and your obedience is tied to so many people that you don't want to make the mistake in thinking that it is all by your work that you're getting this done because it's not. We'll continue to struggle. We'll continue to have these uncertainties and unknowns about what we're supposed to do when we're moving forward into this new season. We won't have all the answers. When God gives us this conviction and this nudge to move into this new direction, it's not so that we may be lost and get weary, but I'm almost certain it's so that he knows that when we're moving, we're not alone. There are a lot of trials that may come your way to may make you believe that you're not supposed to do this. There are a lot of times where we feel like, yeah, God's calling me to do this, just like we heard in the last episode. Yeah, God is calling me to do this, but I could be the last person to do this. Yeah, God is calling me to move forward and move past this person, but I can't imagine living my life without them. Yeah, God is calling me to this season to start this new project, but I don't know enough people, blah, blah, blah. Like the excuses will run so, so long. You'll lose your breath trying to name all the excuses and reasons why. 
But will you have the same breath to recognize why not? And know the truth that if God be for you, who could be against you? So John 16, 33 says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. It reminds us we weren't meant to have it all figured out. And Jesus is out to answer and overcome every and anything that we may have doubts about in this new journey. He's alive with us and helping us to learn and grow and understand it all through this entire journey of moving forward. So it's in all these trials of trying to move forward and move past everything that we may not be able to recognize as easily what we're moving forward to, what we're transitioning into, where in the world are we going? Because moving forward for me looks like leaving some things behind and picking up some new tools. It looks different for everyone. But I think, like I said at the beginning of this episode, it's all about recognizing the season that we're in, a transition season. We're not just moving forward into a new year, new me. That's not the point of the new year. If anything, we should use this time to really sit back and recognize where are we going on this journey We shouldn't wait until the clock strikes midnight to determine what we're moving forward from, what we're transitioning into. This is a time for reflection and understanding of who God has called us to be, what he's moving us into, and get quiet and get real with ourselves. Because a lot of us, myself included, God has been calling us for a while, but have we really been listening So before the year is out, let's recognize what and who do we need to move forward from. Is it our old habits, our past selves, old identities? Is it toxic relationships, people who don't support you or who are high one minute and low the next, who are incredibly inconsistent? Do we need to clear out some things? Do we need to make room for some things? Do we need to repatch old relationships? Like, I can't say what it is, but I promise you in your quiet time with God, he will speak to you. Is it procrastination? It's procrastination for me. I'm not even going to lie. Is it fear? Whatever it is, this week's takeaway is identify your MF that doesn't have no MF reason to be in your life right now. Now, no, I'm not cursing. Your MF is your moving forward. Develop your why, develop your what, because now is the perfect time to do it. Before the year is out, I implore you all to think, what and who do we need to move forward from? The main takeaway I want you all to have for this week's episode is to get in your quiet time Identify your MF or your moving forward that doesn't have no MF (laughs) moving forward reason to be in your life right now. And over the next couple of weeks, I can't wait to explore 
what this moving forward journey looks like for you. So let's wrap this up with a prayer. Dear Father God, thank you for blessing us with this opportunity to be in prayer with you. Thank you for giving us the wisdom and understanding of what it means to move forward. Thank you for giving us this time to spend, not to be selfish, but to be selfless. Father God, you taught us today that everything that we do when we're moving forward or moving into any new journey or opportunity, it has nothing to do with us, but everything to do with the work of the kingdom. We pray that as we go into this week, you'll further our wisdom and understanding to recognize what it is that you're calling us to move forward towards, what it is that you're causing us to move away from, and how we can better serve and work towards the good of the kingdom that you've called us to do. Father God, it's in all these things that we ask for, not by our will, but by your will, so that we may be able to do the work that is needed in the kingdom. We love you so, so much, Father God, and we can't wait to see the things that you have in store for us. And it's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. So that wraps up this week's episode of Melon and Medley, and I'd love to hear what you think. Feel free to email me at d-e-m-e-l-a-v-e-r-d-a-d at gmail.com and keep the conversation going. I'd love to hear what you, your friends, and family thought about this week's topic. Email me your questions, your thoughts, and even suggestions you may have for future episodes. Feel free to follow me on social media at the Melanin Medley Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, keep your heads up, kings and queens, and I'll see you next week. Bye.